With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Welcome in, your security guys on Talk 99.5, broadcasting live from the One Source Heating and Air Studios. It's nice and cool in here on top of Red Mountain, even though it's a gloomy uh, Saturday, as Matt Murphy would say, the strikingly mediocre skyline of Birmingham. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, Matt Murphy. It's uh, 10.06 at 75 degrees in Birmingham, live and local on September 16th, 2023. We are monitoring all news outlets in case anything breaks. We'll bring it to you. My name is Brady McLaughlin. I'm one of a few co-hosts here on Your Security Eye Show, and we exist for one purpose. That's to help you be safer in this crazy, crazy, crazy world. Uh, and we come at you live every Saturday from 10 to noon. We take your calls. That's why we do it live. We don't do a pre-record. Uh, so we bring your calls about anything you've got. Maybe you've got questions about things you've seen in the news Safety, security, preparedness, police, fire, anything like that. Uh, maybe you've gone through something and you want to get our take on it, uh, or you just have questions about how to keep you and your family, your home, your work, your church, your school safe. That's what we're here. You can call our, our line, 205-545-9950, and John Bird will take your call. John Bird's in the Glass Palace. Yes, up, I John am. Bird? I'm feeling good. I, I know the day's kind of outside, but I'm feeling good. It is a good day. Yes. Every day is a good day. Every day that you wake up is a good day. So let me do a real quick drill. We've got a, a very, very esteemed guest in the studio. We'll get to him oh. in just a second. <laughs> you may have may not have heard him this morning. Uh, but here's the question for you when you're talking about today. Yeah, man. So I'll give you a million dollars right now, John Bird, okay. in cash. And for the next 365 days, you just have to be thankful and celebrate a small win or victory every day. No other strings attached. Would you take that million dollars? Absolutely. 100%. I, I, already, I already do that. You already so. do that. Yeah. You owe me owe right you. now. <laughs> All right, second offer. I'm yes. going to give you $10 million. Ooh. You don't have to do anything for a year, but you will not wake up tomorrow morning. So today's your last day. Are you going to take that $10 million? Yes. You're going to take the $10 million and tell us why. Because I'm going to give it all away. I'm going to give it to my family. I'm going to give it to my kids. I've lived a great life. If this is my last day on earth, uh, 
I'm confident where I'm going. So uh, I'll make it a good day. That's incredible. What about you, esteemed special guest, Jim Butters? Would you take that $10 million, even though you today's your last day? Yeah. And what would you do with it? Spend it. <laughs> you only got a day to spend it. That's right. Like you said, I'm going to buy everything because the government's going to get everything anyway, so therefore spend it and give it all, give it all away, like you said. I like to ask everybody that question. It, it shows perspective. Some people will do, say like what Jim says, and they'll – They'll figure out a way to invest it back into the economy, so to speak. Others will answer like you did, John Bird, mm-hmm. and and have a charitable or or giving or tithing type of approach to it. Well, yeah, and, but that is, you know, like I said, I'm going to spend it. I'm going to get rid of it all because if I keep it, what's going to happen to it? I mean, it's the government's going to get it all, so therefore you got to give it all away. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, and still, other people say, "No, I'm not going to take it because uh, I don't want today to be my last day." You know, I don't think anybody really does. But if you're really truly prepared in your heart, yeah. right? That's right. You know? it, it's a, it's a unique question to ask yourself. It is. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, way I look at it, wait a second. Uh, I didn't think I'd make it past 19. Mm-hmm. I went to South America, and I didn't think I was going to make it out of there. Yeah. So I didn't. You know, that's weird, but. And I have lived a good life. I've come close a couple times. My mom was sitting next to God one day and said, can you give him another chance? And he looked at her and he said, well, you're a good woman, so I'm going to honor that and I'm going to give him another shot. And so I'm still here. And so I've had my shots at going down. So me going elsewhere tomorrow, no, nah, it don't bother me none because, like you say, and he said it too, he's, I've lived a good life, and I, I think I know where I'm going. Right. I don't know his exact rules because there are things that I have done in life that I'm not happy with. <laughs> if you, if you, I believe that if you believe in right. him and know him and, and he's your king, then you know exactly where you're going. Right. Yeah. But, you he's, know. He's forgiven everything. Right. He's forgiven yeah, everything. I've, I've, you know attested to him and so but like i said i'm gonna spend it you're gonna spend it all (laughs) i want to spend it all people who say that the people who say hey i'm not gonna take it um because they don't want tomorrow to be their last day what they're telling me is that tomorrow is worth more to them than 10 million dollars if you think about that yeah if they don't take it and they say that they uh, they don't want tomorrow to be their last day or today to be their last day. Tomorrow is worth more to them than $10 million. So what are you doing with your day when you wake up? How are you impacting other people when you wake up every single day? Because every single day is That's valuable. Good, yes. It is, it is a good way to look at it. But, yeah, you know, because you wish you, you could, you know, I wish I could tell my nieces and my sister and all that, yeah, I, I want to be around them, but – and they'd probably say the same thing, Uncle Jim, no, Dad. No, I, I want you to be here. I, I don't care. Well, then again, some of them might say, "Yeah, give me the money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uncle Jim, why'd you pass that up just to tell me you love me one more time? No, nah, g- give me the money, Uncle Jim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dad, give me the money. I could use it. Uncle Jim, you remember me? Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah, go. There you yeah, go. There you come go. Come out of the woodwork. Yeah, <laughs> re- right. yeah. It's like my niece did to me one day. I get a phone call. Hello? I said, yeah. Is this Jim Butters? I went, yeah. And she said, did you go to North Texas State University back in 
freaking out i am literally freaking out because she is asking me questions that are personal so what was the ultimate outcome of the call was this a prank call or is this real she slipped up and said something that was out of sequence uh. and i went wait a minute all right who put you up to this she said oh you're niece kim <laughs> and i went you little cr-. i said i'm gonna get even with that little turd I swear to God, I will get, because she had me going. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So you know, but yeah, you'd yeah you'd I'd, I'd, I've lived a good life, and so I'd I'd yeah I wouldn't mind passing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd regret some, not really, but yeah. I, I'm gonna use that. Good. I'm gonna use that question today. That's good. I've got somebody I want to ask. Go go ask him. It is. It is. It makes people think. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So on our show today, we want to challenge you to think, but we also want. We have some th- needs in the community. Uh, I heard Jim talking about it last hour about firefighter, volunteer firefighters, and first responders. Guys, Alabama needs volunteer firefighters desperately. Uh, during the daytime, in many of these uh, volunteer department areas, uh, the folks who normally respond to these volunteer, you know, calls for service they work outside of that district or area during the day. So they're not available or physically present to respond. And who's going to respond to your call? Uh, Only about 20 to 30% of Alabama is covered by paid fire service. The rest is covered by volunteers. So what I want to challenge, we're going to do this all throughout the two hours. We've got plenty of other things to get to. We're going to talk about the anatomy of a 911 call. Uh, We're going to do a giveaway this show of a tourniquet, by the way. So you want to pay attention to that. Um, and also, we, we kind of got into it when we were helping fill in for Leland, but uh, we talked about gangs. I have a unique gang thing to talk about uh, as far as we want to challenge y'all to develop a fictitious gang name and explain why you've got that name. Kind of like the Roofer Gang or whatever you come up with for <laughs> you, yeah. the Jim Bo- Butters. But, uh, and then I also want to talk about some things going on in local high school Football and band, some crazy things in the story there that you need to know about uh, because it is football season and y'all are out there on football fields and stadiums and whether it's Friday nights, Thursdays, Saturdays, whatever that looks like, there's things you need to know to be safe. And, of course, your calls as well, 205-545-9950. Before we go to the break, I'll kind of set up real quick uh, the volunteer firefighter shout-out thing that we're going to do this this whole show. So no matter what we're talking about, if you live in a community – that is served and protected by a volunteer fire department, you need to know more about what that department does. You need to support them. And it doesn't mean you have to be a volunteer that responds on calls. It could be that you uh, have the financial means to donate to them so they can put fuel in their trucks and have uh, new equipment. And many of these people are in turnout gear that's 20 plus years old. Uh, Those things are really only designed for three to five years, depending on the manufacturer. Um, it might be that uh, you're, you're able to come by and help them with some station duties and clean up and, and whatnot because uh, they don't have a full-time crew sitting there that's able to handle all the maintenance. Uh, maybe you do want to volunteer and, and be on the department. There's all kinds of different roles you can play, 
But number one, I challenge y'all today and uh, this month, it's preparedness month in September. We're going to talk about that too. Uh, what can you do to be prepared in your community? And then if you are on a volunteer fire department, you know who you are. You're one of those volunteers that will uh, miss a dinner and go uh, help a complete stranger for free and risk your life to help them extricate them from a car wreck or fight their house fire or do CPR on a, on a family member. If you're one of those guys and you're with a volunteer fire department, hats off to you. We dedicate the show to you. But I need you to call in, and here's why. I want you to plug your department. I want you to call in and tell us what department you're with and uh, let everybody know where you're based, what your needs are, because we have a huge listening audience. It's a 100,000-watt tower. John Bird personally goes up and checks it every morning. He climbs the tower, makes sure it's all in service. Yep. All the way up to 2,000 feet. That's yeah. tough, John Burke. Uh, wear some longer shorts next time. <laughs> <laughs> but we want you to call in and tell us about your department and then let people know how they can get a hold of your department, whether it's a Facebook page or a phone number, or email address, or website, or just to come by when your training night is because a lot of these departments do training nights. So that if you're listening and you live in that community, you can come and, and, and take the next steps and, and volunteer. Uh, they they have all kinds of different training available through volunteer fire departments, and they give you equipment, and then within uh, a reasonable amount of time, you're out there responding to calls. It's crazy, but we need the help. We do not have enough volunteers in Alabama. This is a public safety crisis, and uh, I think our listening audience can make a difference. So if y'all are with a volunteer department, you want to plug your department, this whole show is open for you, 205-545-9950, 205-545-9950, and we have the esteemed Jim Butters, which we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff with Jim Butters as long as he'll stay. Yep. Um, his hourly rate's like $800 an hour to keep him in the studio. So uh, each minute that goes by, I don't know how, I don't know. We need some uh, donors to keep him here. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. You're Jim, scared, guys. Jim loves it. Talk 99.5. This portion of the show brought to you by KS, I'm sorry, by Sawyer Solutions LLC. Sawyer Solutions LLC.com. If you want to stop the bleeding on your cyber attacks and you want to get that under control, Sawyer Solutions is the team to make that happen for you. They've got an expert group of computer whizzes, as you want to call them, but they're more than that. They are customer service professionals, and they can get to the bottom of any IT issue you've got. They can. They. I would like to call what they do comprehensive emergency management Prevention, response, recovery, and mitigation of anything related to cyber. That's backup, recovery, cloud, hardware, cyber. You name it, they do it, and they need to be your resource and go-to resource for your company, your church, your institution, even your home. Uh, They can help you be prepared. They are based in Pelham, and they go nationwide with their team, and they're on our show every Saturday for the Sawyer Solution and then the last Saturday of every month. If you want to find them, they're easy to reach. Uh, you can call them at 844-4IT-PROS. That's 844-4IT-PROS. Or online at Sawyer Solutions with an S, LLC.com. That's Sawyer Solutions, LLC.com. Sawyer Solutions, LLC. They do IT, so you ain't got to worry about it. All right. Which is needed. Yes, much. <laughs> not, not, no, good golly. Much needed. Yeah. All right, uh, 1024, if y'all want to call in the studio, 205-545-9950. If you are with a volunteer fire department, please call in. Tell us what department you're with. Tell us what your needs are. Hey, do y'all need volunteers? Do you need donations? Do you need uh, people who can help with rehab stuff? Um, Call our studio, 545-9950. Tell us who you are, what department you're with, and that we can uh, 
plug y'all and get people to come volunteer with you. It, it can change your community. It can change your life. Okay. What does it take to become a voluntary fireman? Great question. So in Alabama, as in many states, um, most of the states are protected by volunteers. And uh, you have to be usually at least 18 years of age. Some I'm 18. You're 18? Above you, 18. You might be double that, 36 yeah, maybe. Th- might maybe quadruple it. Maybe. I'm not even quite double that. Yeah, there you go. I'm getting close. So you have to be 18 or 21 to meet their insurance requirements because of right. uh, you know, life safety issues. You also uh, have to go to some type of training night or nights. Um, Usually those are once a week. Some departments have them once a month. They usually have some type of business meeting, which is a little different than what you think. You know, these volunteer fire departments have fire boards. And, you know, the three of us, me, you, and John Berg, could be on the fire board. And uh, we either allow the department members to vote on the fire chief or we appoint the fire chief or it's different in some areas. Uh, But everybody is unpaid. And so – so you you don't have to have any type of special certification. You do not have to be an EMT. You do not have to be certified as a firefighter. Uh, you have to be willing and able to help. Right. Um, and to what level is up to you. Uh, many volunteer fire departments uh, have folks on the department that are in their seventies and eighties, and they don't they're not physically capable anymore uh, by their own admission of wanting to go in a residential structure fire and go right. fight fire, but they're driving the apparatus and truck. They're pumping it. They're setting up rehab. They're doing a lot of other key functions, uh, maybe going on medical calls, but they, they just don't have it in them to, to go do the, the physical part of it. Uh, the really intense stuff. Now they'll put you through all the training. So you usually have to live in the area or work in the area that you are serving on that department. Well, so, yeah. You know, that makes sense. I yeah. Mean, I can't be on mobile. Know, yeah. Mobile volunteer fire department and drive four hours on the fire. It'll be done by the time I get there. Yeah. But if you work in the area or live in the area uh, or spend somewhat time, like let's say you had some other, you know, reason to be in the area, they'll look at those things. Um, then they'll put you through the training. So typically once you get on the, the department, you may show up for a training night or they may want you to show up for a month or a few meetings. Uh, typically they vote you on and they, you know, they, you present yourself, say, hey, my name's Brady. I live in this community. Uh, I have an interest in serving my community. Uh, here's my background and training. I'd love to learn more and be part of this. And then the, they vote. They need the help, so they're probably going to vote you in. But they do that so they can make sure they you – know, they do a background check on you typically. But they want to make sure they have people that are trustworthy, you know, people that uh, are there for the right reasons. You know? Right. Uh, and then once you get on, uh, they typically give you a radio – and or a pager, and then they, there's an app, depending on what department you're on, that you can download on your phone. And so that notifies you when there's an emergency. Right. Um, and you don't have to respond to all the calls. Some departments have some minimum requirement, like, hey, you have to go on 10% of the calls. So if they have 100 calls in a year, you just got to make 10 of them. Um, so that prevents some people from getting on again for the wrong reasons of, hey, right. I'm just going to say I'm a volunteer firefighter if they don't do anything. Right, I get that little sticker. Yes. Yeah. You know, they can get yep. a specialized tag and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Bull. yeah. Uh, but that's how it looks. And then the way it works is, uh, if they, if they have a training night, let's say it's Tuesday nights, uh, every, every week they meet up and they may have a minimum requirement. Like, yeah, you need to go to 10% of the training nights or right. Yeah. but you typically go and usually it's for a couple of hours and you go through whatever it might be. It may be that, Hey, you're practicing your air pack right? yeah. or you're practicing pumping the truck or right. you're practicing, uh, using first aid equipment or extrication equipment. And uh, and then you have some fellowship time. Sometimes, depending on budget, you might have something to eat. And then you go back, and, and that's your commitment. And so 
you don't get paid, you can write off your miles and expenses on tax deductions and things. Um, but there's uh, you get an unbelievable satisfaction of being able to serve your community. Because you're it. When yeah. someone calls 911 and they need emergency services. Well, you know, it's kind of like me. I mean, I'm not a member of any voluntary fire department or anything like that. But I, I carry the stuff. Yeah. You, you've got the equipment and training you need to yeah. respond. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I mean, like I, I tell people, they say, well, why do you got that in your trunk? I said, I don't know because I'm in construction and you never know when some of these guys get hurt, you know, cut themselves. We're, we're around saws. Electrical equipment, all the—I mean, power equipment, all the time. Yeah. And how many times have I been around some, you know, a job? Somebody's fallen, somebody's cut themselves, somebody broke something, body part-wise. Yeah. You know, what can you do to help them? When we come back, we're going to talk more about what that response looks like and what some of the more training and equipment looks like, and. uh it's pretty amazing what these volunteers are doing across the state. 205-545-9950. We'll take your calls as well. This portion brought to you by One Source. Give them a call. They'll be come out and make sure you're nice and cool in this hot days. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. Welcome back in. You're security guys. My name is Brady. Glad to have y'all for the ride. This portion brought to you by Go Rescue. That's our small business. And our vision is to deliver exceptional life-saving solutions. How do we do that? We make it simple. If it saves your life, whether that's training or equipment or services, that's all we specialize in. Whether you're looking to equip yourself like Jim did with an AED or bleeding control kit or the training that goes behind it like he did as well with CPR, first aid, AED, bleeding control, we do all of that. Whether it's a babysitter or ER doctor or everybody in between, we have an American Heart Association, American Red Cross, or a Health and Safety Institute, Health and Safety Institute class that can be ready for you. We have got three offices, Birmingham, Huntsville, Montgomery, and we've got about 20 full-time folks that are completely focused on serving you and making your experience easy, engaging, and effective. Today's day six of our 16-day EMT program. Our students are right down the street at Go Rescue. Uh, They've come from across Alabama and Georgia, and for the next, uh, I guess, 10 days left, uh, they are doing Everything that they, all the requirements, 144 classroom hours, 48 hours on the ambulance uh, to learn and hone in their skills to become a street-ready EMT and pass the national and state exam and licensure. So it's a pretty exciting program. If you want to find out more, go to GoRescue.com. That's GoRescue.com. Or our local number is 205-440-1000. 205-440-1000. That's pretty sharp. I didn't even know you were doing that already. Yeah, these are, <clears throat> this is our second session. We did one back in January, and now we're picking up the pace. Uh, for 2024, we hope to do between 8 and 10 of those uh, 16-day academies. We may revise it a little bit to help it. It's very intense, man. Right. It is it is 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Monday through Saturday. They get Sundays off, and it is nonstop. But these folks are amazing individuals that want to get into EMS and fire service. So, so basically, you best not have a job. Yeah, or you need to uh, take off. Um, we have an attorney yeah. downtown Birmingham. He's he's a uh, and Bingham, and he wants to go on medical mission trips, but you know, they don't need last will and testaments in Haiti, right? They need <laughs> they need hands on yeah. care. Yeah. So he needs some frame of reference to be in the medical mission, uh, you know, group he's going on, and so he's going to go through EMT. So he has some skills and can help people. Wow. Yeah. So a neat neat way to do that. So before the break, we were talking. If We welcome your calls. Again, challenge, we've gotten zero volunteer fire departments that have called in. So either, guys, y'all aren't listening or you don't care about plugging your department. 
both of which are unacceptable. Right. You got to listen to us on Saturdays and Jim Butters. Yeah, there and you Ronda go. Dow. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And but you need to call in if you're if you're with your department, you've got to call in and let people know what department you're at and um and and what your needs are. 205-545-9950. All right, so what's it look like to get a call? You're on the volunteer fire department, a call comes in and uh and this is kind of where we get into the anatomy of 911 call, but John Bird, you're in a rural part of Alabama and okay. you're in a volunteer fire area. You you happen upon a tractor overturned in a ditch with the guy trapped underneath the tractor. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the call. So you're calling nine one one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna role play for a second. All right. <clears throat> X Y Z County nine one one. What's your emergency? Yes, um, I have a gentleman trapped underneath a tractor which is overturned in the ditch. In the ditch. What's your location? Um, Highway 78. Highway 78. Is there any address near you or landmark that we can reference? There's a house. uh, There's a farmhouse up ahead, a uh, blue farmhouse up ahead, and it has a, looks like a Ford pickup truck in the driveway. Okay. I'm going to need you to go up, get us the address on that, because Highway 78 is a long road. Do you see any cross streets that come into mind? Uh, do not. Do not. Okay. Do not. Let's get that address from that house. We're going to go ahead and get fire, EMS, and law enforcement head that way. Is there any road blockage? Um, no. No road blockage. Okay. We have a gentleman trapped underneath a tractor. Can you describe the tractor? Uh, yes. It uh, looks like it's a John Deere because it's green and yellow. Uh, it has uh, a trailer on the back of it. Um, it's a medium size, and uh, there's no water in the ditch, so he is not submerged under any water. Uh, but uh, I haven't spoken to him. He currently is unconscious. Okay, can you tell if he's breathing? Uh, I can crawl down in there and see. We don't want you to, to get in harm's way, but if you can see if he's breathing or not. Uh, also, we have your phone number registered as 205-545-9950. Is that a good callback? That's correct. Okay, uh, stay on the line with us. We're going to get that address information from you. So that's how a 911 call would work in a lot of Alabama. Um, and so we, you're, you're getting a lot of information in a short amount of time. That call took about a minute, minute and a half. And there's a lot of standards that these local 911 folks want to you know, follow as far as the amount of time it takes to ascertain the location and type of emergency. Then they're going to page out that volunteer fire department. So it'll sound something like this. You know, ABC County Fire Station 44, please respond to uh, County Road 78, uh, unknown location on the road at this time. Address going to be updated for a person trapped under a farm equipment. Uh, ABC XYZ County Station 44, please respond for a person trapped, possibly unresponsive, trapped under a piece of farm equipment on the side of the road on County Road 78, unknown address. Timeout 1040. So they'll give a call out like that. That will come over your radio or pager and then also on active 911 on your phone or whatever app you're using and then starts the response. Um, and we're going to go ahead and jump to phone calls when they come in as well. And I, I want to diagram that and take, take your questions too. Um, but the response is going to be who's in the area, who right. can actually answer the call. Well, not only that, but somebody that answers the call. I mean, how many places around Highway 78 are there that, would have a tractor. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, they're not going to have it around, you know, some places, you know, like downtown Leeds, Moody. They're not going to, 
but out in the country, right? Maybe so. So I had enough. I'm just going to play this through. Yeah. Let's say I, I continue. He had to, John Bernard answer that call, and we're going to go to Michael in just a second. So let's say I had enough as a dispatcher to figure out where to send them out. I may not have enough, so I may have to send three departments because there's three areas of 78 that I believe it needs to go to, and I'm going right. to have them driving up and down right. looking for it, right? Right. Um, but really, I send them to the most important thing is give me that closest address. There, are, There is technology that we'll talk about later that a 911 dispatch center, if they have it, and it's in that, that caller's smartphone has it, you can um, you can go down and geolocate where they're at. Of course, you can also ping the phone and things right. like that. All right, uh, if y'all want to call in, uh, call our lines at 205-545-9950 as we roll along this Saturday morning. Michael's from Duncanville. Good morning, Michael. Uh, good morning. Uh, I hadn't called y'all talk shows in a while, but y'all, I just want to let everybody know, Michael from Duncanville, I'm still alive. Good deal. I'm I listen in a lot. Good. Uh, my dad, my dad was Fire Marshal Ted here in Tuscaloosa one time. Everybody knows what everybody knows what her last name pretty much. But anyhow, you talking about you know having to respond there things. Some you know, I think the dispatchers do as, as good a job wherever they're at as best they can with what they got to work with. And I I think everybody tries to do the best job they can when, when there is an actual when there is an actual emergency. What do y'all think? Yeah, the question is, do dispatchers do the best job they can when there's an emergency? Oh, yes. That's, that's really what I'm asking. Yeah, I think they do. I mean, think about dispatchers. A lot of people forget that they are actually public safety first responders as well. They're the very first person to start the emergency response other than the 911 caller because they're taking that in, and they're getting the most raw of raw. Uh, I served as a 911 dispatcher in Baldwin County uh, before I got into you know police and fire, and essentially you're getting the most raw you know report of what's happening, and you're trying to ascertain – Location number one, type of emergency number two, and uh, the best course of action moving forward if that even involves uh, the caller themselves. So it's it's a tough thing, and you've got to remain calm, attentive, assertive, and a good listener. And you've got to be able to figure out what resources are needed quickly. Um, so I would say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I got, I got a big question to ask you. How much is the government involved in this? In what? Well, in how – I mean – is that does it, no? What I'm saying is, does every city and every county have their own re- regulations, or is it all, or or is Washington D.C. trying to tell everybody how to run everything down here? What do you think? I mean, I y- y'all know how much I get into politics and all yeah. that. So Good. I mean, point, I just wonder how much the government's really let involved me, in. Let me ask you a question. You know where nine one one was invented? You, you mean when it, when it was invented? Do you know where it was invented or where it was the first call was made? No, I, I really hadn't thought about that. Well, I, I'd like to know. Yeah, it was in Haleyville, Alabama. Very first 911 call. Wow. It was between a guy there and the Speaker of the House of Alabama, and they did a test call. Uh, but, yeah, 911 is from Alabama, and all the 911 is on a local level. Uh, it, it, that's as high as it goes. It doesn't even go beyond a county level. Well, it's all driven to well, the municipality. A- Hold on, I'm answering your question. It's all driven from the municipality or the county at, at the highest level. And uh, each jurisdiction, whether it's a 911 district or city, uh, is it handles that. And we call them public safety answering points. So when you call um, that local group of individuals, whether it's you know city or county, uh, determines the type of emergency, the type of resources, and it's all funded 
locally. Um, so that's how that works. Your cell phone or your telephone, if you look on there, there's a 911 fee pulled off all those lines, and that goes to help fund these uh, 911 centers. Well, I'm glad it's done on a local level because the less we have Washington, D.C. involved and stuff, the better. I agree. And everybody knows I'm Michael from Duncanville. They know, I, they know I believe in less government. So I guess that tells you how I vote when I go vote. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote the best man or woman that's running in the office. And everybody knows that. And I'm, I'm still pro-life, like, I, like I've said. I've always been on talk radio. I like it, Michael. Well, I'll tell you, you know, all I, my opinions I've had about people, about politicians, it ain't changed too much about a few of them. But anyhow, I'm glad y'all have got this talk show on, and I hope it stays on. Y'all, y'all have a good day, and I'm gonna say roll tide today. How about that? There you go, Michael. Hey, hey, limited governments, free markets, and strong families. That's that's what we want to see happen, right? That's right. You you, you talking my game and having said that. <laughs> so I support you know I fully support you. <laughs> I appreciate it, Michael. Good call. Y'all have man. a good day. You too, man. Be blessed. Thank you. 205-545-9950. And that's a good point. 911 is all local and it should be. All emergencies are local, right? They should be supported by a local response and coordinated uh by by local resources. Uh we're gonna move on to Dixter on the phone. Good morning, Dixter. Question, uh, what does a 911 dispatcher do if they have somebody that can't speak? So if a caller is just too flabbergasted or if they're, like, injured. actually mute or injured, is that what you're saying? Well, maybe injured or just can't speak anyway, you know? Yeah, good question. So basically the 911 dispatcher is going to answer the phone every single time the same way. Whatever their protocol is, whether it's 911, where's your emergency or what's your emergency, or they just may say, uh, 911, and then that caller should start talking. If the caller doesn't engage 911, it is completely incumbent upon the dispatcher to exhaust all methods to determine the nature and location Grunt. of that 911 call, the Grunt. origin. Grunt. So, yeah. Grunt. Yeah. Uh, so they're yeah. going to deploy. Uh, yeah. Jim, you've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> I was really drunk at the time. They, or do they say, like, uh, punch one? If yes, yeah, punch twos for no. There you go. So they're gonna they're gonna deploy a variety of techniques. One of which you just explained, Dexter, is, hey, are you are you in danger? Press one or press nine. Like they can hear that and they can they can cue into that. Now the other thing is parallel. They're gonna be determining location by pinging the cell phone, and that involves you know cell towers all broadcast in in certain directions. And your signal strength is off of that nearest cell tower and the strongest off that nearest cell tower. And it can determine within somewhat of a radius of where that phone or that caller is located. So let's say they're out on, a, on that Highway 78 call and they're involved with that uh, farm implement that was trapped that we talked about earlier with, with uh, John Bird. We're going to continue that on the other side of this break in a minute, Dixter. But he, let's say that's the only road out in the middle of these 300 acres and that phone's pinging within a quarter mile of that. Well, that's going to be pretty easy to figure out where that is. But in more urban populated areas, that's can be difficult because, you know, you could have, you know, thousand something people inside of this, that radius. So uh, that's what they're going to be doing. And then if they are able to determine location, but not nature of emergency, um, what they will then do is send everybody. And what that means is a police response, a fire response, an EMS response, and then they'll figure it out uh, when they get on scene. And I, I hate to say it that way, but we just don't know what we're responding to. And then they're going to so monitor. They Go ahead. I'm sorry. So more or less, they'll turn out, call everybody out 
in a situation like they'll, that. They'll call everybody out, and then the first arriving units will determine if they need to cancel because they can all. They would be happy to cancel, uh, but it's better to get everybody headed that way for sake of life safety and incident stabilization, property conservation, and all that uh, to get everybody there as quickly as possible. But Dixter, have you ever heard of the? Um, we'll, we'll, I'll get John Bird to play it uh, maybe after the break. There's a unique 911 call that has to do with ordering pizza. Um, has to do with domestic violence. We'll play that, um, and it, this dispatcher was very attuned to what was really going on. So we'll talk about that too. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm stay listening. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, Dixter. Have a good one, man. Two zero five five four five ninety nine fifty. If y'all want to call in, uh, stand by. We got more to come. Welcome back in ten fifty four. This portion of the show brought to you by One Source. You hear Robbie on our station often with Jim on your house inside and out, and they've been serving Birmingham for 24 years. They're home of the $69 system tune-up, and they've got all kinds of specials. Uh, they they are a proud American standard dealer as well, uh, but you need to call them. Put this number in your phone. We made the switch as well, 205-509-1929. That's 205-509-1929. Find out how they can help you with heating services, air conditioning, maintenance, and uh, even electrical uh, so check them out and find out why you should trust them and help make sure your home is running efficient. It'll save you money in the long run. You can also find them online at onesourceair.com. That's onesourceair.com. Uh, real quick, I want to go to that. Lynn, I see your call in Childersburg. We're going to get to you in a second. John Bird is up. Oh, okay, he's working on pulling this up, but we've got the uh, 911 call uh, where the lady was ordering pizza. And to go to Dixter's point is – 911 dispatchers will uh, basically put all of their training experience to ascertain what's really happening. And if you can't directly tell them because you're the one where violence is being perpetrated against, they're going to try to key into that and keep you on the line as long as possible so they can continue to gather information. If you're the caller, put your phone, even if you can't put it on speaker, uh, that would be preferred. But if you can't and you can just put your phone nearby, at least it's going to, they're going to keep it as an open line. They're not going to disconnect on you. They're going to keep that, keep that call going until they can get resources on scene to determine what's really going on. Uh, so, all right, we're going to jump to that, jump to this 911 call. Y'all listen in. There's a quick example of a 911 call there of trying to get trying to get help on the way, but you got a domestic violence situation. Lynn, the top of the hour is going to catch us. I'd love for you to stay on the line. Lynn's in Childersburg wants to talk about hospitals. Uh, we've got so much more to, to come as well. Your call is 205-545-9950. We appreciate all of our sponsors, Sawyer Solutions, One Source, Go Rescue, Alabama Survival Food, and Jim Butters is in studio. <laughs> I can't believe you're still here, Jim. Well, you, you're the one that wanted me to – Come in so we could talk about something. 
We're we're talking, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm <laughs> almost. John, do something with him. He's the boss. Yeah, you're stuck with me for go. another hour. Yeah. All right, guys, y'all stand by. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.